When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Hey, in this Ask Shauna, I'm covering my favorite money apps, credit cards, programs, and so much more. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Welcome back to the show. If we have not met before, my name is Shauna, and I am so thrilled to bring you these Friday Ask Shauna episodes. They're really fun for me because I get to just talk a little bit off cuff. We have very minimal editing on these episodes. So if I 
mix up my words or I forget what I'm saying or just whatever happens in a normal conversation, you're just going to hear it raw and live and uncuff (laughs) and unedited. So I hope that works for you. My objective with these episodes is to feel like we are just kind of sitting across from each other, maybe in a coffee shop. I'm not really a coffee drinker. I actually don't like coffee at all. I know that may be very surprising to anyone listening who is a diehard coffee fan, but for some reason, I've just never really gotten into the taste of coffee. I'm a huge tea drinker. I have a collection of, gosh, I don't know, about, I don't know, 10 or 12 different varieties of teas at any given time. And I probably drink about um, two, three, four cups of tea every day. It's kind of my go-to beverage. So I would be having a tea, some sort of hot tea, and I don't know what you would be having, but we'd be having this lovely conversation about money and sitting across from each other, and we'd be doing what we do when we talk together, which is we talk over each other, we stumble our words, we sometimes forget what we're saying, and yeah, all of that. So I'm bringing you all of that in these Friday episodes. I just love answering your questions because you send in such great questions, and A lot of times I'll kind of pull the questions together. There'll be, I don't know, like four or five questions that kind of have the same question ultimately that you're asking. So maybe I'll pick, you know, one from those. But I really try to to answer all of the questions because I know that it can feel super intimidating to send in a question specifically around money. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that we talk very openly about this thing called money and that it is a very taboo topic and that, um, you know, that's why I do what I do because money is always this elephant in the room and I'm really interested in discovering how do we change that and ultimately, how do you start to step into the life that you want to live? I think that it's very easy to move through life. Like particularly if you're in your 30s and 40s, you get to a point where it's just kind of like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Like maybe I'm not where I want to be. Maybe I haven't achieved or done the things that I want to do. It could be anything. Maybe I'm not in a great relationship. Maybe I don't really like my career. Maybe I am full of anxiety and stress every day. Whatever it is, there's so many different aspects of the human condition and, uh, you know, it's just, I think it's, it's really good to shake things up occasionally. And that's what I like to talk about on the show is how do we get you from that place of wherever you're at now to a better place. And that doesn't mean that you have to suddenly come into a ton of money and you have to change everything in your life. But I've really learned, I'm rambling here, but I'll get to the question. I've really learned that I think the only thing, or I guess I should say, I think what life is ultimately about is me trying to figure out how to be the best version of me and how to enjoy the ride of being a human. I think that's all there is. Everything else I feel like is just kind of extra stuff. I used to think in my 20s that it was all about me making the most money and having the most, you know, stuff and doing the most things and and like having this extravagant life. 
And I paid a price for that for sure because I got really caught up in striving for things that ultimately didn't really matter to me. And then when I got divorced at 34 and everything got stripped away from me, I was like, all right, well, time to really reevaluate that. (laughs) So anyway, let's get to the question, all right? My whole point is we're just having a conversation here. So this question came from Sarah and Sarah says, my name is Sarah and my partner is Tina. We loved your podcast and listen every week and then we discuss. You've helped our relationship with money a ton and we can now have conversations about money that we used to fight about. It's been a game changer for us, so thank you. We both have different approaches to how we handle our money and we're trying to play to our strengths and not to our weaknesses, but honestly, it's pretty hard. You've done so many great episodes over the last few years about couples and money and those have been super helpful. We went on a date last night and somehow got talking about money. Go figure. We were trying to figure out what the best money apps are that we should have and which ones we should toss. Between the both of us, we have about six money apps and it feels like a lot. Also, we never know the best credit cards for us, the best savings accounts, like all the stuff. So we were wondering if you had a list of some of your favorite money apps, programs, credit card savings accounts, really anything you'd be willing to share. Also, the second part of my question, can you talk a little bit about how you and your husband manage your money? Any juicy details you'd be willing to share? Thanks again. Well, Sarah, what a great question. I appreciate it. I love that you were talking about money on a date. Hopefully it was a good conversation and not a bad conversation. Sometimes I think when you get on the topic of money with your partner, it's really easy for... Uh, that could just be a fast moving train that doesn't really get you to the place that you want to be. But I love these open conversations. And look, I'm an advocate of any kind of conversation that you're willing to have about money, because I think it's just a really healthy way to, to process money, to talk about your feelings, to figure out how you feel, and to work through the just really complicated relationship that you have with money. So yeah, I do have some favorites, everything when it comes to money. Now, I will caveat this by saying that these are my personal favorites. It doesn't mean that these are the best of the best. It doesn't mean that you couldn't have another favorite that would be equally as awesome as the ones that I'm going to talk about. So I just want to preface it by saying that And I'll tell you a little bit about, you know, why I like each one that I like and, you know, take what you take what you like, leave what you don't like. That is the rule I have in every single podcast episode that I do. I don't want you to think that everything that comes out of my mouth is the rule or the law or (laughs) the way you should do things. I'm just here, you know, as an expert, just given my opinion, sharing my thoughts, and take what works and leave what doesn't. All right, so let's talk about some of my favorite budgeting apps. I have two favorites that I use uh, primarily. My first is You Need a Budget, and um, we have had them on the show, uh, gosh, what was it, earlier this year? We had um, the CEO of You Need a Budget on, Jesse, on the show, and you know, he really talked about budgeting from a different perspective. And what I love about You Need a Budget is that it really helps you take every single dollar that you have and 
put it somewhere. So I love this approach of using every single dollar that you have. It's going somewhere. It's either going towards a bill, it's going towards savings, it's going to investing, it's going towards a goal, it's going in a travel fund. It's going somewhere. I think that there is this need to look at your bank account and see a ton of money left in your bank account every month. I understand it. It's a very like primal human need because it plays into that fear that you're going to run out of money. So when you look at your bank account and you see a lot of money left in your bank account, it's like, okay, all right, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. I don't need to freak out. And that is a really, really primal, real fear that almost every single human on this planet shares. I don't care how much money you have. That is still a very real, real fear. So what I'm saying is let's maybe work on the mindset piece around that fear and say, wouldn't it be better if I utilized every single dollar that I had in my bank account and I could look at my investments and they were growing. I could look at my debt and it was going down. I could look at my savings accounts with all of my different goals that I have. And wow, my travel fund's really getting beefed up. My emergency fund is great. So that is a mindset shift in thinking about how you deal with your money on a you know daily, weekly, monthly basis. And you need a budget is great at helping you do that. And you can see everything. You can see all of your money and all of these different goals and you can see the progress that you're making. So hopefully that does a lot to chip away that fear of I don't have enough money. So I love you need a budget. It's a little bit more of a, I, I don't, I don't want to use the word complicated. It's not complicated, but it, it might take you about a month or so to really kind of get in the groove of allocating your money and looking at it from this perspective. But they have a million videos and tools and tips and techniques to help you. It is, I think, one of the most robust uh, budgeting programs, if you're going to ask me. The second is Monarch. This is more like an app. They have an online program as well. But I love this because you can see all of your accounts in one place. You can really see real time what your numbers are. You can see your budget there. And they have this couple sharing feature that I love. So you can get a real full picture of what's going on in your household finances. And I know this might scare the bejesus out of a lot of people, but, you know, Sarah, you were talking about um, asking me some tips of, of handling money in my relationship. This would be one of them is not being afraid to share your money information with the other person that is economically dependent on you. So that lives in your house that you're in a partnership with. Now, I wouldn't say that you need to necessarily share your money with someone that you're just newly dating in this in this way, or maybe you don't live together. I don't know. I, you know, I think you need to talk about money, you need to have these money conversations, but I don't know if you need to share quite in in depth as you do with a partner that you're in a long-term, intimate, economically reliable partnership with. Hope you understand that. But I think it's it's great. So those would be my two favorite budgeting apps are You Need a Budget and Monarch. So best high-yield savings accounts. 
You know, I'm a huge fan of, of putting your FU fund, your emergency fund, whatever you want to call it, into a high yield savings account. And the reason is that most of the major bank accounts, their savings accounts, are paying you extraordinarily small interest. And right now, as I'm recording this episode in 2023, interest rates are at a high. So, um, you know, high yield savings accounts are usually paying somewhere between four and five percent as we're recording this episode right now. Now, of course, that can drop if interest rates go down. If interest rates go up, that could also go up. So who knows? No crystal ball. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? But I love high yield savings accounts because they pay you more interest. And they can do that because they don't have any brick and mortar stores. So you can't drive up to their location as easily as you can, you know, some of the bigger banks that are paying lower interest rates. So here's what I do. I have a savings account at my bigger bank and I have a high yield savings account. So I keep a very small amount of money in my bank savings account, just, you know, in case for some reason I make a goof and I need to just pull a little money over. So I just keep a small amount of money in there. And then in my high yield savings accounts is where I have all the savings accounts for my goals, my FU fund, all of that is in my high yield savings account. And that is earning right now about 4.5%, somewhere around that. So that is pretty nice right now. Again, that can change, but my rule of thinking about money is more is always better, but not in, not in a greedy sense, but you know, for looking at savings money and I could have my money in one account and that's maybe paying me like, you know, 0.3% and I could have my money in another account that is equally safe that is going to pay me 4.5%. Why why would I not take advantage of that? That is just my theory on money. So, uh I love Marcus. Marcus is a really good high yield savings account. I think that it's a really intuitive account with all high yield savings accounts you can move money back and forth from your bank account. It usually takes a day or so to transfer back and forth. Another reason why I keep a small pad in my big bank savings account, just because if I have an emergency and I sometimes you know forget about something or I don't know, I just like to have, for me, that's just my safety net to have a small little pad. But, um, you know, these are all accounts where you don't have to keep a minimum balance and they don't charge monthly fees, all of that jazz. Another one of my favorites is Ally Bank. You've probably heard about Ally Bank before. What I love about them is you can set up multiple savings accounts. So this is fantastic if you're somebody who... You need to keep everything separate and you love to see progress. So I have, um, I don't know, four or five, four different savings accounts at Ally Bank, a travel account, my FU fund, um, house savings. Um, and my last one is for um, just a crazy kind of like dream purchase that I want to make which is a vintage, I want a vintage like 1960s Rolex watch. Totally crazy, I know. I, I normally don't <laughs> have, you know, a expensive goal like that, but it's just something I've, I've wanted for years. And so I'm saving for it. 
So those are my my savings accounts. So I'm a big fan of Marcus and Ally Bank. But honestly, there are so many great high-yield savings accounts out there. Just make sure that you're not being charged a monthly fee and um, make sure it is a bank that is FDIC insured and you know, make sure it's paying a competitive interest rate. All right, favorite online bank account. I have two, I'm go- well, actually I have three I'm gonna talk about. So one of my favorites is Chime. I love Chime. They have actually been a sponsor of this show because I love them so much. I just think it's, uh, they have so many different components of their bank account. Um, it's easy to see where, where you're spending. There's a great kind of budgeting por- portion of um, the account as well. I just think they're just kind of a great like all around bank account. If you're looking to make a switch from your traditional bank account to an online bank account, I would definitely check out Chime. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. 
Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work, and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Another one that is my favorite is called Aspiration. They are a climate conscious bank account. And um, I I love this. They have um, something where they plant a tree with every roundup that you do uh, with your spending. So they're just, I I don't know. I love that. I love that a bank would would offer that. They are um, FDIC insured up to $2 million per depositor. And they have this spend and save account, which is the they're deeming it the world's first cashback account and debit card that lets you track the impact of your spending all through their app. Um, they offer uh, cash back, which is brilliant on a debit card. Uh, it is a planet-friendly debit card, so it's recycled plastic. Um, they they give back to charity. Um, gosh, they have all sorts of really unique features that I think is is just something something different. Um, they offer 1% API on savings every month. Um, they, uh, gosh, you can get paid up to two days earlier. There is a $10 minimum um, opening deposit. I, I don't know. I just think they're so unique. If you're somebody who is you know, climate conscious and you want a bank that really aligns with that, I would check out Aspiration. Uh, my third favorite bank is called Novo, and they are a bank that I personally use. They're a business bank account, and I have been with them since 2018, I believe 2018, 2019, and went through the pandemic with them. And they're just a they're just a great bank. Like the customer service is just amazing. 
I love the app. Um, they've got some just really helpful features for business owners. They um, offered a line of credit, so that's really helpful as a business owner with with cash flow. And it's just, I don't know, I've, I've loved everything about them. Like, it's so different for me to have a bank that I actually really enjoy banking with. And when I have a question, there's actually like somebody there answering my question and emailing me and, and wanting to make sure that I have like the best experience possible. So if you're looking for a business account, if you, you know, are uh, an entrepreneur, if you have a side hustle or anything like that, and you want to separate your income and expenses, I would definitely check out Novo. Uh, another one of my favorite uh, programs to save money, they're actually sponsored on the show, is called Honey. And I love that Honey is a sponsor on the show because I truly, truly use Honey all the time. It's a browser extension that you can put on your browser. And just yesterday, I was shopping for some birthday stuff or some clothes and some new outdoor furniture. And I saved somewhere around $57. And it's just brilliant because uh, when you have the browser extension, if you're just shopping on a site, you click the little like kind of orange honey H that's on the, on the corner. And it lets you know if there's like coupons or some promo codes for that site. And so I just click a button and it automatically gives me like the lowest price possible. And I love it because I don't have to, you know, like sort around like, oh, is there a coupon? Is there not a coupon? I just have to remember to like click on the the orange H and let it do the work for me. But I, I save money every time I shop online with Honey and I've tried a lot of other shopping browser extensions and honestly, they're just my favorite because it just feels so good to save money <laughs> all the time. So if you're doing any kind of online shopping, I just think it is imperative that you're using um, an app like Honey, some sort of program that is helping you find the best price for, for what you're paying for. Because again, my motto is why would we pay more if we didn't have to? So I love that. Um, all right. So you also asked about credit cards. I have got a couple. Uh, one of my favorite Miles credit cards is Chase Sapphire Preferred Card. I love that card. I have had that card for years. And I just think it's so brilliant. I love that I can do a one-to-one -one points transfer for airline miles. So if I need to book a flight on, I don't know, let's say Delta, and I have miles in my Chase Sapphire Preferred account, I can just transfer them over, pay for that flight, and it's it's brilliant. I love it. We have gotten so many free flights, hotels, meals. We can transfer our points to Amazon and use our points to pay for Amazon purchases. I'm just, I'm the biggest fan. Plus what I really love is you can get 25% more value when you redeem through the Chase um, like mileage hub for travel. So right now they're offering a 60,000 point bonus sign up thing. You have to spend about $4,000 in three months. So make sure you can do that. But 60,000 points are nice. So it's somewhere worth about like $750 towards travel when you use the Chase Ultimate Rewards kind of hub. So I'm just, I'm a huge fan. We put almost all of our 
monthly spending on this card, pay it off each month. I think it's one of the best ways to utilize a credit card because you're getting all of the benefits without any of the downside. I'm not having to pay interest on anything because I'm paying it off each month. There's also no foreign transaction fees. It's just a it's just a great all-around card. I I think you know, the downside is there is around a $95 annual fee. So if you're someone who you're just cringe at <laughs> the idea of an annual fee, I would check out the Capital One Venture Card. Um, this is a great card with no annual fee. They have a smaller sign-up bonus around 20,000 points right now. But I, w- I would say it's a really great card for somebody who is just starting out with a mileage points credit card and also someone who is, again, just kind of adverse to this idea of of paying an annual fee. But I would say if you're looking for a credit card, the most important thing is to find a credit card that really matches up with your lifestyle. Are you a traveler? Are you not? Do you like cash back more than you like travel rewards? What's important to you? You could go to a site, uh, creditcards.com is a fabulous one where you can look up options based off your credit score. And there's all sorts of great advice there if you're just starting out or if you have a lower credit score. There's some great secured credit card offers there that um, you can check out. So I would start there first. Really think about what's important to you in your life, why you would be using a credit card. So for someone like myself, I like to have points that I can use a lot of different places. I can use them on Amazon. I can use them for you know gift cards. I could redeem them for gift cards. I can use it for travel. I can use it for hotel stays. So I have lots of different options available to me. That's just something that is important to me, but that might not matter to you at all. So, you know, find something that really matches up with your own use, your own values. Because I think a credit card is like a really, it's a personal experience. And the beauty is that there are lots of different credit cards out there. So you can really find something that that matches you. Uh, okay, a couple other of my favorites, personal loans. So I like uh, Upstart and Discover Personal Loans. They are two that I've recommended to a lot of people in the past. And what I like is that if you're using a personal loan, I think one of the best ways to utilize a personal loan is if you're looking for something that is going to have lower interest rates than credit cards. So you can get a personal loan at a lower interest rate than your credit card. And you can take that money, pay off your credit card, and then you're just paying a monthly payment on your personal loan. So you still have a payment, but the objective is that it is going to be lower than the payment on your credit cards and that you're actually going to be paying off your credit cards. So let's say you get a personal loan for three years. I'm just making this number up. Let's say three years. At the end of three years, you know that that debt is going to be gone. Now, The tricky thing is that if you're using this to pay off your credit card debt, you really have to work on your behavior and your mindset around credit cards. So really have to dig into intentional spending, create a spending plan. I've had multiple episodes on how to create a spending plan that works for you, that utilizes every dollar that you have. So that again, money is going directly to bills, goals, investing, and debt. 
creating a fun spending account. Your money is being used like just like I was talking about in you need a budget budgeting program. You're using every single dollar and you're being really intentional about spending money. You're working on those triggers that you have that may have uh, led to some overspending. We all have them. I have many of them myself. I am openly, openly guilty of this. (laughs) It is something I work on. You know, when I feel bad about myself, when I feel down or my mood feels down, like the first thing I want to do is go shop and buy something and feel better about myself. And I really have to work on, you know, a couple of things like walking myself back from that. I have a 24 hour spending pause rule where I'll put everything in my shopping cart and I'll tell myself I have to wait 24 hours and come back and decide if I actually need or want to buy anything. So that is just my process. But the point is that we, all of us have to set up these boundaries because otherwise it's just, I find like kind of chaos. <laughs> so I love these personal loans for that uh, for that reason. And last thing I'm gonna talk about is affordable life insurance. I am a big fan of life insurance. I have written many, 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 many life insurance policies uh, when I was a practicing uh, certified financial planner. I am a big fan of life insurance, especially if you are in a couple relationship and again, economically dependent on each other. If you have a home loan, if you have a child, if anyone is economically dependent on yourself, big fan of life insurance. So two of my favorite online life insurance are Ladder and Ethos. They're really easy. You go online, you answer a few questions, answer some question about your health. Uh, Most of these do not have any kind of um, physical exam requirement. So you can literally get a life insurance policy in a few minutes They have a ton of education about figuring out what is the best amount of life insurance for you, how much you can get. Um, But it's it's super affordable term life insurance. Um, You can buy 10-year, 15-year, 20-year, or 30-year term plan. And again, if someone is economically dependent on you, it is a really smart decision to have life insurance. I could give you so many different examples and stories of people who are my friends who were young, 20s and 30s, and in relationships, something happened to the partner and there wasn't any life insurance, and suddenly that person had to figure out how they were going to pay their bills in the midst of tragedy. So it happens a lot. It is not just something that happens to older people. So if you're thinking about life insurance, check those out get educated. We've done a lot of episodes on life insurance as well, but I am I'm just a big advocate of life insurance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club. 
the daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. All right, moving on to the second part of your question, Sarah. You're curious, any juicy details, I believe were your words, (laughs) about how Jeff and I manage our money as a couple. And, you know, I will tell you a couple of things. Um, We both had previously been divorced. And in my relationship, money had really been used as a wedge and really in his relationship as well. And so one of our first dates, we talked about money not being a wedge between us. And we talked a lot about how we thought about money, how we were raised, our different approaches to money. Um, He he grew up, I should say, in a family where money was tight. Um, He lived in a lot of different homes as a kid because they would get uh, kicked out of one house and had to move into another house. And yet somehow there was always food on table. They always had money for gifts. And, you know, he he didn't really feel lack. But as an adult, he definitely realized that it got, how much it, how much it impacted his relationship with money. And I grew up in a family that, you know, was upper middle class. I did not have to worry about money. That was definitely a privilege. But in the same respect, my parents lived a very sort of scarcity mindset approach to money. And so things like I always shopped on the sales racks. I always thought that after you spend money, you were supposed to kind of bitch about it and not not be happy about it. And so I had my own warped relationship with money. And the point is, is that no matter how you grew up, you had your own messy relationship with money. And that's why I'm so passionate about the work I do about helping you figure out what your relationship with money is, figure out all these things that are impacting your ability to change and to achieve goals and to make more money and figure out how to deal with that all because it is so incredibly important All right. So we just, we had those conversations early on and here are a couple of things that we do. I mean, one, we have weekly quick money dates. They are short, 
10 to 15 minutes, we talk about what we spent last week, what's coming up, what sort of goals, is there anything we want to do? Like, is there a class we want to take or what's our date night going to be the the following week? Is there just anything we need to think about? Any emotions that we're feeling? Do we get pissed off at the amount somebody spent on something the week before? It's just really like the time to air everything. So we do that every single Sunday. It's quick, it's painless. I would highly suggest if you do not have this uh, ritual in your couplehood that you just usher it in. It is brilliant. It takes away all the need to argue and fight about money. And I'm a big advocate, done a bunch of episodes on money dates. I think they're just fabulous, like the best thing ever. Uh, We also created what we call a don't ask, don't tell spending limit. So for us, it is uh, $200. So we can spend up to $200 without having to talk to the other partner at all. And we cannot judge what the other person has spent money on. (laughs) That's part of the rule as well. But if we're spending above that, we need to have a conversation with each other and just say, hey, is this cool? This is something I'm thinking about buying. Is this fine? Can we do this now? Can we not do this? You know, and it's even things like uh, Jeff handles a lot of the yard work and, you know, we needed some new like tools and things like that, that were going to be fairly expensive. So we just had a quick like conversation about it. So I, again, I think that is a total game changer is to figure out what is the amount of money you can spend without judgment from the other person. Big, big thing. Um, again, we understand each other's more money personalities. He's more of an anxious, just anxious around money because of how he grew up, just always kind of waiting for the rug to get pulled out. And I'm a little bit more of a risk taker with money. I'm a little bit like, I don't know, let's just buy it and see what happens. And so each of those has their own strength and weakness. And um, we need to figure out how to navigate that both as a couple. And it can be tricky, but it starts from just understanding the other person's perspective and also trusting each other, trusting that the other person is going to act in their best interest. And this can feel really hard to do, but if you don't have trust with your partner, especially around something big as money, um. I don't know. That's a real fracture in the relationship, I believe. And, you know, there can be abuse, there can be trauma, there can be, gosh, some financial infidelity, like so many different things that can go on. And if you're in one of those situations, I highly suggest find a therapist, find some people who are really experts in helping you navigate the emotions of that all and figuring out whether you know, it's it's in your best interest to stay in the relationship. Another thing that we do is we both have easy access to all our money information. And this is important in just in case something happens to one of us, we know all the bank accounts, all the credit cards, everything. We know the system, we know what to do. But it also comes back to trust and it comes back to trusting the other person with something that feels big like money. We are, we also avoid language like my money. <laughs> so I am the breadwinner in our relationship. And that has taken a lot of work to really work through the societal 
beliefs about who is supposed to make money and who is not and all of that. So if you're in a relationship like that, uh, you know, that's just, that's part of the navigating, but it's really, especially in moments of frustration and arguments, staying away from, this is my money. That's not your money. And you didn't do this. And I did this. And you staying away from all of that language, because that's just a disaster waiting to happen. And easily, easily a way to ramp up a fight and create a lot of, I think, divide in a relationship. And lastly, I would say, you know, we set up something we call like our money mission statements as a couple. This might seem kind of ridiculous, but I love it because we post it on a wall in our office and anytime, I don't know, we're feeling antsy or frustrated about money, we kind of come back to this. And a couple things that we wrote is that, you know, we believe that making more money means we can help more people. Um, we believe that money's role in our life is to help us move closer to our goals. We also agree to talk about our money fears without judgment. And we believe that money flows like a river and that we're supposed to enjoy the journey and the ride and the waves of life. And to not let money have more importance than it does. Yes, it pays for everything. Yes, it provides for us. But it also can't be the only thing in our lives. So we instead really prioritize friendship and community and getting out in nature and finding moments of we call them moments of awe. So, you know, whether it's like stargazing or looking at the trees or listening to the birds or I don't know, whatever, playing with our dog, Winnie, it's finding these moments that are above and beyond money and what money can provide. And I think that that really helps create a healthy relationship with money and helps us avoid some of those <laughs> complete freakouts that are really easy to have around money. So Sarah, in a nutshell, there you go. Favorites, my favorites, everything and how we handle money as a couple. Hopefully that has been helpful for you. If you're listening, hopefully you've found a few things at least to like Google and explore and to think about. As always, if you have a question for an Ask Shauna episode, you can head right to the show notes. There is a link you can click over fill out a super, super quick Google form. And um, I would love to answer your question on an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed this episode, share it to a friend, family member, someone you know who might also enjoy hearing about some of my favorite money programs, apps, credit cards, and everything else. As always, you can head to the show notes. I will try and link absolutely everything that I talked about in this episode. And I will see you back here in a few days for a brand new one. <music>